Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 205 Vibe Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Earl Dotson Jr. And, you know, I'm going to say it and I'm going to keep saying it because I always say it. But I mean it when I say it. But what a fantastic guest we have here with us today. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the principal of Montessori, Candace Collins in the house. Yeah, thank you, Earl. Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, you know, I'm, I, I usually don't do this, but Mrs. Producer, you know, we the one and only Kim Patterson behind the scenes here. You know, I was going to give her a shout out. You know, she pr- produces the show. She she wrote this like little overview because I'm like, Kim, you know, you know, I can talk to Candace about anything. Like, what are we going to be talking about? Like, what is it? What's going on? So she said, Earl, you know, this this series of principles. These discussions focuses on schools that have shown significant improvement according to ISBE scores over the last year. We want to highlight these success stories and dig a little deeper, kind of what actions were taken to drive real improvement. So um, just for those who don't know ISBE, I'm sorry, I'm throwing out acronyms, the Illinois State Board of Education, they um, kind of um, monitor and, and collect and aggregate scores and give them back to schools just to kind of see how everyone's doing. So with that, you know, I have to say, Candace, um, you know, Montessori, how, how long have you been there now? This is my 10th year. 10 years? 10 years. In the, in the school, in with, the, school. The, with the model, with the program. Yes, yeah. yes. Clearly, clearly you like it. I do. I love <laughs> Montessori school. <laughs> you love it. So, you know, obviously Montessori is one of our, you know, one of our very popular programs. It's the one that's all, there's always a waiting list. I, I just, I think now it's, I think I just looked, it was like 170. It's mm-hmm. like it's a lot of mm-hmm. families who yes. who sign up and want to be a part of Montessori. So I know you know this question. I know you've been asked this a million times. But, you know, we have kind of regular, you know, early childhood, K through 12. But then we have this special program called Montessori. So, just in your words, kind of, what is that model? Like, what, what's, what? Why do people like it? What, what is, what is, what, what does it attract families to it? How would you describe what it is in your words? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of things that make Montessori um, a special program and a special school. Most of it starts with the the teachers at Montessori and the, the sp- uh, specially trained that they have to go through. It takes about two years, and they go through training at an extensive accredited Montessori training program. Another thing that makes us so unique is that we're the only school in the district that has pre-K through eighth grade, mm. so that's unique. Our classrooms are multi-aged, and our students stay with their teacher for three years. Something else a little unique is that we're a public Montessori school. Mm-hmm. Many Montessori schools are private, and there's only about 500 public in the whole country. Mm. And of course, we follow the curriculum and the philosophy of Dr. Maria Montessori. So, if someone, um, you know, if I'm if I'm a family wanting to get in, like how, how do how do I get in? Like how do I get into that school? Yeah. So there's two different ways. Um, the first way is to enroll in our lottery for the year that your child is four. So when the children turns child turns four, they would enroll in the lottery. Um, if you miss the lottery or you move into RPS after your child is four, then you can be put on an interest list. So if I'm a parent and I think, okay, you know, hey, look, my kid's smart. I'm smart. 
the parents smart like like what what what, what what's the test when you say the lottery is there it's not a thing you test into we do not test there's, so there's no, no testing. testing there's no testing so if you get into the lottery and you get selected mm-hmm. you're in you're in and you're, you're in. in until you're in eighth through eighth grade you're in until you're eighth so grade. we we keep most of our students we have a very low mobility rate and we keep them until they're ready for high school so one of the things that I think is, I just I, when I'm there visiting, I just think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I love how you group the grades mm-hmm. and ages mm-hmm. together. Yep. And, you know, you could be, you know, in a, in, typically in a regular first grade class, but in Montessori, you might be with some second graders, some third, yeah, graders. third graders. T- tell me mm-hmm. the concept behind that. What, what is that about there? Yeah. Running a group of kids. Yeah. So the concept is that we are developing leaders in our school. So we have first graders and second graders and third graders in the same classroom, for instance, in lower elementary, and the third graders um, mentor the students, they're leaders in the room, and sometimes they're even doing the teaching Mm. in the classroom. So when we talk about, um, you know, you said teachers have to go through training, Mm -hmm. how do they, when they're interacting with, with the students, how does the model, how does that training support kind of that student learning and yeah. I hear a lot about like hey we want to really develop the whole child mm-hmm. you have all these different areas that you teach correct um, tell me about that yeah so the Montessori classroom is divided into different areas like you said and that really guides the work of the students and then there is shelf work in the classroom that guides the um, assignments that students do uh-huh. now the teacher is, is more of a guide than an instructor okay so you're not going to see lecturing um, you're not going to see oral presentations to whole groups. It's a small group and individualized learning. Um, we guide students into the different areas of the classroom through work plans. So students have work plans that they um, complete throughout the week. And we encourage them to have a, a balanced plate, mm-hmm. meaning that they're getting to all the different areas that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also in the classroom, we, we teach grace and courtesy, explicitly mm. teach that. Grace and courtesy. Say that. That take you that take you a long way in life, won't it? It will take you a long <laughs> So and we're very specific about what we teach. So we teach children to move with purpose in the classroom. Mm. We teach them to um, walk around other people's workspace. We teach them how to prepare a snack for a small group of students or another student and then actually sit down and have that snack and, and converse with that child oh, during the snack. I love that. They also clean up after themselves. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just those little things. Those little you, things. So, I mean, so you, so you've been there for 10 years yes. now. And it looks like the latest numbers showed like really strong progress with uh, a 12% increase in third grade literacy, mm-hmm. 9% increase mm-hmm. in math. Yeah. In your, in, in your mind, why the big jump? Yeah. What do you think drove that? Yeah. How, how, what was different? We're very time? happy with that. So I want to say, first of all, that raising ach- achievement is just an involved process. Mm-hmm. So it really requires all hands on deck. It requires a shared focus and a desired outcome. So over the past couple of years, we have really focused on state standards. Mm. That, that's really what we're focusing on. We take a look at the data from the previous year. Uh-huh. Um, the IAR scores actually break down the standards that you do well on and the standards that need improvement. And that's where our focus has been for a couple of years now. Uh, we also have a shared belief that basic math facts and fractions are foundational to math success. Mm. So mm. that's an area that we've been focusing on as well as those foundational reading skills. So 
each grade level at Montessori, and we have 10, has chosen an area of focus in reading and in math. And uh, we created a huge school-wide data tracker. Mm. And we're using common formative assessments and progress monitoring and teaching those very specific state standards. We have a really good pulse on where the students are, um, where they need to be, who needs intervention, who needs enrichment, and um, the teachers are working on that throughout their PLC work, their professional learning communities. The MTSS process is also a big part of that. So that, that's just interesting just to hear you talk. Um, you know, that's a, I get all that. I mean, I kind of guess I've been around here. Mm-hmm. But I know that's like that's like that's serious work. Like that, that's easier mm-hmm. said than done. Um, but, but when you, I'm just curious when you're looking at those state standards. Essentially, is that just you looking at? Okay, here's what they're going to test us on. Here's what they're saying our students need to know. So I love how you talked about how then you you as the leader, then you you have to, you come in and try to get, focus everybody in on kind of that work, and then the, do the teachers then and the students based on the model figure out they they all kind of you all kind of collaborate on drilling down and knowing where students are. We're we're focused on this. We're gonna really just zone in on that. Kind of what's that like when you you know we're gonna try this like how does that take is that throughout the is that ongoing throughout the course of the year it is. And what are you doing that is it always happening it is it is ongoing throughout the year and it's always happening but at the same time we are also implementing a very authentic Montessori curriculum so it's kind of like um, you know a river flowing we've got parts of the state standards that we're teaching because we are a public Montessori school mm-hmm. but we're also really honing in on the interest of the child and making sure that we're teaching uh, what the child is specifically interested in, which is going to learn, um, grow their learning base and also create that intrinsic motivation. Because if they're self-directed and they want to learn, they're going to go a whole lot farther in their educational career and, and into college. Where, so you are you all you all are at a new location. We have how been. Long, how you this is you our eighth been? year. Eight years. Eight in? years. Mm-hmm. Well, Montes- that's why it's called Montessori mm-hmm. at Marsh. Right. Right. What, how's how's that space? How's that space? How's that been a better place? To yeah, I think that? it feels like home. Yeah, it does. It um, before we moved to Marsh, we were separated in two different buildings. So I was the principal of the pre-K through third grade building. And then the fourth through eighth grade students were all at Marshall Middle School, and uh, it feels like we're all together. It's like a we're all under one roof. It's nice. <laughs> so one of the things that I know you you also have a very um, diverse population. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that does that come about? Just based on the lottery system, is that is that important um, yeah. to you? T- tell me about how do you. You know, have such a wide variety and mm-hmm. different students from all sorts of backgrounds, and why that, how that plays into the way you, you know, the the way the environment, the culture is there. How does that work? Yeah, we do. We pull from all over. You know, every zip code is represented at Montessori. I think it differs every year depending on the interest and in who applies for the lottery. Uh, but definitely, we we do have a diverse student body that comes from all over the city. We have uh, 23 buses that pick up and drop off every day, which is a lot for an elementary school. (laughs) 
and a whole lot of parent pickups. So it's pretty <laughs> crowded back at Marsh. So as a, what would you say about as a as a system? Would you would you think would you advocate? Would you think we need more Montessori's? Do you think absolutely? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think? Why, why do you what do you think that adds to just to a district when you have those type of choices? Well, I think that you know Montessori has a, a sense of community and it creates a sense of belonging for our students. And I can honestly sit here and tell you that our students want to come to school every day. They want to be a part of their classrooms, involved in their learning. They have a close relationship with with other students and their teachers because they're with them for so long. Um, and it's just a, it's a unique, a very unique approach to education. You've you've been in the building. It feels mm-hmm. very it feels very comfortable, very yeah. casual. And I think that's why students want want to be there. Sure. I think that a lot of that is attributed to Montessori. I also think that the independence and the freedom that they're allowed, the choices that they can make throughout the day, I think that adds to um, their sense of belonging and their their willingness to do the work. You know, obviously, you've been doing, you've been there a while. I think you're you're good at what you do. You're a good leader. What, what how would you advise other? Um, organiz- you know, schools, or, or whether it's public Montessori's, and I get it. Everyone's kind of has is different, mm-hmm. but how do you? How would you say what's like some some of the steps you take to go about? Just if you're focusing on improvement, if you mm-hmm. you know a lot of people we 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 talk about states, you know, is ISBE and state scores. What what do you, what's how do you just approach and saying, here's how you, you kind of get better. Here's some steps you mm-hmm. can take. Well, we really had to look at the data. In the day-to-day, when you're in a school, sometimes it feels as if everyone's um, achieving and and progressing and and growing. But until you look at the data, it's very possible not everybody is. So we had to really look at the data. And then we honed in on those state standardized tests because that is the measure that, um, you know, is being used to to measure our success and our achievement um, and our growth. So that's where we decided we would focus. The other component is that Montessori offers a very, very broad curriculum. And so students are often getting a lot of things, not very deep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, for understanding. Whereas when we focus in on specific standards, students are walking away with a very in-depth understanding of uh, fewer standards. So I know that everything is not always uh, rosy there. As as you know, it's, you know, you have you certainly you have your days when things and you know people can be challenging. Well, we teach children, <laughs> and children are children. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So from I guess from the academic side or growth side, you know, one of the things that I hear or I've heard through just my time here. Yeah. You know, it's always great when kids when they come to you ready. So you said when they turn four, they can jump in the lottery. What how what is your what is that like for you all? It's not like you just so everyone knows. It's not like you don't also have to deal with that exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. So when you have students that come to you and they're not, you have to, and you know that developmental stage and they're not quite ready. Um, how do you all deal with that in your building? Yeah. So a couple of different things. Uh, I would say, first of all, that when we get students at the age of four, 
Um, it's a very long day for them. We, we, we don't have half days at Montessori. They are with us all day long. It's often hot in the fall, and the days are long. So we have a lot of tears in September. Wow. Um, and it gets better. They sure. adjust, and they grow, sure. and they, they love being at school, but that first month is difficult. I would say our biggest approach to, to behavior at Montessori is resetting. So if a child is having a really rough moment, there are things that are embedded in the classroom, in the curriculum, in my office, um, down the hallway. We reset. So it's, um, it's a change of mind. It's, get, it's getting over or getting over the hurdle, uh, working through the conflict, advocating for yourself, whatever we need to do to move on and continue our learning. So it could be that they go to the peace table in the classroom. Mm -hmm. It could be that they bring a friend to the peace table in the classroom. Um, it could be that they use some sort of a labyrinth that they, they trace with their hand, something to get their, their mind reset. Sure. Um, I often take students out. The assistant principal, Mrs. Lepke, will take students out just to reset, and then we bring them back into the environment. That's really important. We have a lot of conversations with students that have made poor choices together. Mm -hmm. They work mm -hmm. out their conflicts. We apologize. We try to do better. We come up with plans to do better. So those are some of the ways. So let me let me go a little bit deeper into that yeah. because um, you know there's always this. We, we we've been talking about. I know you're really proud of those those growth, those mm -hmm. numbers, and literacy mm -hmm. and math. Mm -hmm. And you just said it as well, which mm -hmm. like, hey, it's the standard. We guys, the standard we live by. The Illinois State Board of Education. Here's the standard. Here is how we feel that students are learning what they what they need to know. What are some other things other than scores? And the scores are the scores. The scores are scores. The scores are scores, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, they they are what they are. Numbers. Right. The numbers are the numbers. Um, but what are some other things that you all look at outside of that to mm -hmm. say to feel like a student is is learning in other ways? To some of the other things you're talking about yep. about apologizing, about yep. you know teaching grace, mm -hmm. um, teaching manners, and teaching all those other things. Is there is there another kind of um, kind of scorecard or mechanism that you... Yeah, we have quite a few. So first of all, I think I mentioned, you know, our, our attendance is, is pretty good. Our students want to come to school. Um, they show up every day. They're, they're very eager to be at school. Happy students, you know, you know, walking through the building, we've, we have a lot of smiles, a lot of cooperative learning. Many of the works in our classroom are designed to be um, partner work project work um, that they can do together. So that helps. I would also say that when you empower the students to control their emotions, mm -hmm. that's going to get them very far in the classroom and in life because they can identify, they can reflect, and they can do better. Awesome. Well, Candace, as we wind down our interview... Uh, I just want to give you, because you know, you're, I'm sure you know your Montessori crew, they, 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 your Montessori crew are going to hear this. They're going to try to, you know, see what you're talking about. Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody, anybody you want to say anything to or yeah, anything the, else? The whole team. I've got just an amazing um, support team there at Montessori. The teachers are, are truly amazing in what they do. Um, you know, I was a teacher before I became a principal, and I always say that Montessori teachers have the biggest bag of tricks you ever did see. <laughs> it, it's like bottomless. 
So um, shout out to them. Shout out to Casey Lepke, the assistant principal at Montessori. I mean, all the systems, we're, we're really a, um, a close-knit sure. staff. Awesome. Hey, before we go, you know, you get you get my three questions that everybody gets. It's a, it's a tradition of the 205 Vibe podcast. Yeah. All right, number one. Okay. All right, Candace Collins, it's, um, it's your birthday or it's a special occasion. What would you like to eat on that day? Is there a restaurant Ooh. or is there a food, a dish somebody can put in you and it's like every time, like, bring me that? Yeah. Well, my birthday is a holiday. It's a special occasion. It's July 4th. <laughs> so that works well for me. Nice. Um, I'm a burger girl. Real? Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Put All a right. burger in front of me. Yeah, my burger. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what If you're at home or you're in your car or you're relaxed and you got your, your, your earbuds in, what, what do you? What, is there an artist that you like to really like, or is there like a genre of music or a song? Who? What are, what are you listening to? That's a funny question, Earl. My daughters, I have two. They say I have the worst taste in music ever. Um, I listen to '90s music, country okay. music, podcasts. Okay. A little mix of everything. A little mix of mm-hmm. everything. Okay, last one. Yeah. Let's go back. You're relaxing. You just at home. You chilling. Yeah. You know, you turn on the TV, or you know, what is it? What's what's a movie you like? I can always watch this, or this is my show. Like this is what I'm watching right now. I can. This is this is what I like. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit that, right? <laughs> it's actually the truth. <laughs> no, that's the whole point of me asking the question because when people listen, they get to know just yeah. a little bit more about you. So yeah. that makes that that's why I do it because I, it makes me happy and it makes me laugh when I learn a little something more about people. A burger yeah. and Bravo yeah. and a little bit of everything. Fourth of right. July. Candace, thank you for your time. Thank you I really so much. appreciate it. Thank thank keep you. up the great work. Thank you. you. Guys do a great job over there. Thank you. I will take the message back. Thank you for listening to the 205 Vibe Podcast. Subscribe to the 205 Vibe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. Check out the blog, videos, and news on rps205.com slash 205 Vibe.